Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Help Desk. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. And we've got some interesting stories today, including uh, who is bankrolling Parler? Yeah, so the Wall Street Journal had an interesting story over the weekend revealing that Rebecca Mercer is an investor in Parler, the fast-growing conservative social media app. So who are the Mercers and why do they sound familiar or not familiar? Uh, The Mercer family have previously bankrolled Breitbart News, giving Steve Bannon and Milo Yiannopoulos their first prominent gigs. And they were also in the web of people who shadowy billionaires involved in Cambridge Analytica as well. So decent people all around. And it looks like the investment is uh, contingent or relies upon the app continuing to do what it says it's going to do, which is allow any sort of content with to be posted on the platform with very minimal or no moderation. Mm, yeah, great idea. Um, and the, I, I found another thread a couple of days before this article was posted that went into quite some detail on the one of the main, main men behind Parler. Uh, it's a fascinating story as well, so I'll pop that in the show notes if, if you want to read along. But, yeah, finally, he was, uh, he was saying in, in this long thread, someone rich has to be behind this. There, there is no way even uh, a small startup could exist without kind of some kind of venture backing, and this has no venture backing. So now it is revealed that, yes, it is, in fact, the Mercers who are behind this. Good God bless them. Moving on, at least three state-sponsored attacks have occurred against COVID-19 vaccine companies. So Microsoft says it has detected at least three state-sponsored hacking operations that have launched cyber attacks on seven prominent companies involved in COVID-19 vaccines, research and treatment. Microsoft Tracy attacks back to one group in Russia. Uh, It was actually the same group that was involved in the 2016 election, so God bless them, and two North Korean hacking groups as well. Microsoft has called on all governments to standardise regulations on hacking penalties, uh, particularly on state-based hacking in the lead-up to the Paris International Health Summit. And sticking with COVID, uh, we've got a local update uh, from Friday. Justin Hendry from IT News reports that New South Wales, Victoria and the ACT will pilot a data exchange that allows health officials to share contact tracing information, including from airline manifests across state and territory borders. In the future, the exchange, which will be a software solution, could also link up with the Australian Immunisation Register to provide a, quote, relevant vaccine status. And it was announced on Friday, and the system is something that's been recommended by Chief Scientist Dr Alan Finkel, who said, trying to play down the privacy fears around this, said all it does is open up a communication pathway between between the digital system in one state or territory and a digital system in another, and also where appropriate Commonwealth government databases just for contact in- tracing information. Yeah, when, when I read this in the show notes, I thought, why isn't this already in place? Uh, I mean, I guess our, our borders have been fairly tightly closed as a Victorian, I can say that. <laughs> you don't let us anywhere. But 
Uh, yeah, I just assumed that this was always going to be part of the deal. Yeah, it does sound like, you know, a hygiene factor that should should be in place and definitely going to be more important over the next couple of weeks by the looks of things. Yeah, absolutely, as everyone gets ready for their Christmas holidays. Uh, speaking of holidays, Airbnb has lost 1.4 million users over its no bigotry rule. Uh, Airbnb said that they have banned up to 1.4 million people as they did not agree to the following statement. I agree to treat everyone in the Airbnb community regardless of race, religion, national origin, ethnicity, disability, sex, gender identity, sexual orientation or age, with respect and without judgment or bias. Sounds like a fairly decent statement there, yet 1.4 million people have decided not to to take that on board, uh, and this ban applies to both hosts and potential guests. For me, I think this is actually a PR win for Airbnb, because it just means that you are more comfortable using this service, I, I would imagine. What do you think, Tess? I completely agree. Couldn't find uh, before the show the uh, the total number of Airbnb users, but let's say it's a lot more than 1.4 million. Mm. And, you know, th- those people probably spend a lot more money than the people who uh, have just been kicked off the platform. And then factor in the brand value that they get from it as well. It's a pretty... I think it's an easy decision for Airbnb, not not for, you know, moral or ethical reasons, but uh, on the, the business case, I think would definitely back this up as well. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. But it also goes to show that it is possible. It is possible to have rules and regulations and to have moderation, for instance, in a social network. You, you just need to factor in the cost of how many users you're going to be turning away. But the users who stay will find it a more enjoyable platform. Exactly. And Airbnb has some form in this area. So back in 2016, you might remember the company had to take action when the hashtag Airbnb while black was trending. And that was sort of detailing all the different racial profiling experiences that guests had had on the platform. And I wrote a story back in 2018 uh, about how the company put the brakes on its potential growth. So their, their CMO at the time was up giving a presentation about what makes a strong brand. And he said that everyone was called in to, to fix this problem. And, quote, we worked really, really hard to clean up the platform. We took off bad actors and we were prepared to slow down growth so that we could grow with the right people who had the right values. Uh, and that's a quote from 2018. Mm, yeah, yeah. Again, really, uh, it, it's refreshing. It shouldn't be, but it is refreshing to hear uh, a, a company speak that way. I remember once Cara Swisher did an interview with the CEO of Airbnb, and she de- described him as the anti-Travis. At the time, Travis Kalanick from Uber was getting all of the wrong headlines for his pretty awful behavior and growth at all costs kind of uh, methods. And, and yeah, she was just saying that he was, he felt like a grown-up, very di- different to a lot of the people at Silicon Valley. Mm, and nice reminder that if if companies want to fix a problem, they probably they probably haven't solved racism on the platform, but they, uh, they can at least attempt to try and clean it up and, you know, make improvements in the places they have power to make improvements. Absolutely. All right, thank you, Tess. Uh, We will speak to you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. See ya. Bye.